Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Hello, bad people. Hello, anyone who want to learn more about SEO. Especially, we are going to touch about product management, how you can get results. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic. Bugus Pologia, how are you? Very good. How, how are you doing? How's everybody doing? Hi there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing great. I hope my audience is doing great as well. Because, yeah, today we have Tuesday, a great day. But, you know, remember when I started one project because of chasing money? Yeah, I felt that I can use this gap, but after some time, I got it when I hated Monday and last Friday, I decided to quit, you know, and today I do everything if I enjoy the process. And for me, it doesn't matter Tuesday, Monday, Friday, Sunday evening, Saturday morning. I love all days, all moments because yeah, if you have your loving job, then you can enjoy. Because before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can tell our listeners why you're enjoying SEO and your job. Sure. So hi, everyone. I'm Gus Pelogia. I've been doing SEO for 12 years now. I am originally from Brazil, but I'm based in Ireland uh, since six, seven years ago. I've worked in-house. I've worked in agencies. I've done link building, local SEO, uh, technical, a bit of everything, wrote award entries, judged awards. And now I worked at Indeed as an SEO product manager. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, I want to start from the first question, especially I have this concern. Uh, many people are asking me about that when uh, e-commerce website has a lot of products, many items, probably plus 100K or a million, a lot of them. So can you tell how to create the right strategy? Because it's hard to cover all topics, all products, but we need to find the right way where to go. So can you tell how to do it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think the area that I have the least experience is e-commerce. But if, you know, if a, a client starts with me tomorrow and I have to, to find that answer, uh, I think one way to, to do things would be to classify what types of products you have and how we can create different connections between them. Uh, let's say things like, maybe different colors, you probably don't want uh, Google to index all of those different pages, or if there are different ways to connect products based on uh, different types of entities, right? Uh, maybe they are they belong not just to a category of uh, addresses or t-shirts, but the, maybe you can classify them on um, types of outfits, as a night out outfits, a wedding outfits, a party outfit. It's, you know, I think they're, a lot of ways to to explore things and looking at my experience at Indeed, something that is was completely new to me was to have a common taxonomy across uh, all the products. So there are certain entities that uh, we identified through an ID that they will be identifiable across different types of pages. So let's say if uh, a job is about uh, software engineering and we have uh, blog posts, they also have that same type of tagging so it can connect those different things. So a job could, can be related to, to a blog post or it can be related to a salaries page or to a company. And having that common identifier, uh, it will open you know, a lot of doors to do really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Interesting. Uh, let's talk about your method, how 
to craft the right strategy. And let me explain why I'm asking about that, because um, I remember many years ago, like 12 years ago, when I started my digital journey, uh, I had a team of specialists who did everything. For example, if someone wrote content, uh, submitted, uh, promoted, <laughs> uh, some of them even sell this content, you know. Today, I have a team of specialists, for example, a writer who can write, uh, an editor who can edit, uh, designer who can draw content, uh, I mean, like this design, uh, content managers, developers, uh, PR specialists, link builders. So it, it's, it's complex today. It's not like many years ago because of competition. It's not because Google changed the game of many of these updates because of competitors uh, plus 2 billion websites online. So can you tell your methods how to craft this right strategy considering that we have a team of specialists and we need to manage all of them? Yeah. Um, I think for me, everything uh, it starts with uh, what we call a PRD, uh, a product requirements document. And even though this is made for products, it's not something invented. I'm, I'm simply using things that were uh, in front of me and crafting to the things that I, that I need to do. And I, I, I create those for uh, product initiatives that we, we might talk about it later. But I feel this type of documents can also be used for a content strategy or for any kind of uh, digital marketing strategy. Um, like a document like this uh, would have things like this is the background, this is what we want to do, this is the technical debt, right? Maybe we want to do something with content that will also require some development to, I don't know, find uh, the prices for a product or to add a specific structured data for different page types. And uh, those things can be on, on the blue sky, the things you want to do, but may, they may not exist. And the, the whole project only works if all of those elements actually um, are together. And for me, the, or the hypothesis or the actual uh, impact that you want to prove from that initiative, it's really critical to convince people to get on board and understand what they're doing, right? Because I think one of the fights we often uh, have with developers will be that we just want to do something uh, because Google said so or because this is a way to do it. And developers want to understand why and they want to find maybe a better way to do what you're suggesting. And so if there's really not a, you know, a reason that they know we have to do this because of that, uh, would be the same for us, right? If we are just doing for the sake of doing it, you kind of don't really have the same motivation uh, to execute and even to make it better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I'm interested about uh, this fight uh, because <laughs> I'm trying to uh, have the right communication with web developers, not only me. You know, yeah, sometimes we want to get more uh, to get uh, websites without errors, with high speed. Uh, we have core web vitals, many other things that can impact to the results. So can you tell how you communicate with web developers? Uh, I mean, like, yeah, that's okay. We can fight, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure it's productive, you know, if we fight, yeah. you know, like Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, they, they fight on social media. They are going to fight in cage, but right now they're fighting on social media, probably in the court. We will see. But I'm interested in your method, how to communicate in the right way and to explain to web developers that it's important to do it. It's important to fix it. 
Yeah, I think for me, something that really changed since I started Indeed is that I am part of the product team. And so I know what the developers uh, are doing, right? My engineers are not just looking after SEO, but they're doing a lot of other things. They want to they have some engineering mandates to keep uh, the tech on the, the safest and the latest version. Maybe they're doing CMS improvements. Maybe they're doing a few things that are relevant for different teams. And having that visibility, it allows you to understand what can be done, maybe negotiate a little bit and you know set your expectations. So because I sit with the product team, I'm there for, um, for the sprint planning. I am part of the daily standup. So I know what's going on. I know where their focus is and I know what's happening on the sprint. So before I never had that, so I would always be calling a favor, right? Hoping that they would have a bit of time to do this thing for me and maybe follow up a week later because they answer, oh yeah, sure, we can do it. And, you know, 10 other things came over and people that have a, a higher voice came in and said, oh, you have to do this because it's urgent and your request just kind of died in the back. So being part of, that team and understanding what's been done, having that face-to-face -face contact, uh, for me, it was it was a game changer um, because they might not do everything that I want every sprint, but I know what are the essential things and I, I go ahead, I go prepared and say, okay, I want this four tickets done or five tickets done, can we do it? And then we can negotiate, oh, maybe we can, we can pick up this tree, uh, maybe this one and you know, if we swap this, we swap that. But being part of the conversation allows you to have a bit of control and understanding of what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's one really important point. And for me, the second point is just uh, write good tickets. Um, you know, one request per ticket, uh, make it really clear on what are the requirements for it. Because sometimes it's obvious for us what something means. And you just assume the developer knows about this topic as well, as much as you. So to, to give a, a recent example, I wrote a ticket about structured data and said, oh yeah, we want to we add this uh, structured data. And a few days later, I, I caught them on a, on a conversation about another structured data that is not related to SEO at all, uh, but it's still, it's still information that is structured. So um, you know, using the, the proper language and explaining what you mean by structured data. This structured data means a template that will show uh, connect information that is on the page. And if it's not on the page, it comes from this and this and this. So I would even put a screenshot of the design for the page and the structured data and say, you take the alter name from the H2, you take the short bio from this paragraph, you take the picture from this and it makes more sense for them. So they know what they're doing and they know where to look uh, at. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what can annoy more web developers. For example, if they get 10 tickets with one request or one <laughs> ticket with 10 requests. <laughs> so, you know, when you open this uh, CRM, you can see red uh marks you know so you need to fix 10 tickets but if you see only one you can yeah forget or skip some other requests yeah it depends uh i wanna ask you about uh 
you know, about uh, content creation. Uh, today it's hard, especially if we have AI. I cooperate with many great experts who can write for Forbes, Investopedia, many other great websites, uh, prominent websites, and uh, all of them use AI. All of them, without any exception, after launching ChatGPT, um, today I spent more time checking content because, uh, you know, for me it's important. Uh, I don't care. It's uh, AI or a human written. We need quality. And uh, Fabrice Canel told me on my podcast, yeah, Bing doesn't care uh, about AI. Bing cares about quality. I think Google is on the same boat today. Google changed this policy and we need high quality. So can you tell how to create high quality content content for uh, product items i mean like uh, how to stand out from the rest in your uh, yeah product management yeah i, I think i'm i'm very curious to see uh, what's going to happen with content now that uh, essentially the you know the the game changed quite a lot and uh, i think in general we're going to get flooded with content that is lower than what we have now if you will think that a lot of what we see is already, uh, let's say, inspired by other content that is already online. Now being able to do this in seconds, um, it, it might bring uh, the quality a little lower. Um, but you know, I, I think for me, having a, a person reviewing, uh, it's still very essential. Uh, I think there, there are a few moments that it's easy to spot. Uh, someone was talking to me on, on LinkedIn last week and uh, sent a list of suggestions of topics that we could discuss. And you can, you know, sniff from miles away. This is a AI generated. They gave me a list of ten topics in in two minutes of conversation. They are very lengthy. Like you, you can see the how how it's it's a structure as you would see on on ChatGPT. So I think for me, key, uh, you know, a key part of the the process is still having people uh, reviewing that, like proper editors, not someone just giving a quick look into information uh but you know a proper editor seeing if that information is accurate maybe if the salary you were mentioned is accurate if the job description does make sense um but it i think the policy that both uh, bing and, and google uh have um, as you mentioned to you you know content being helpful to users i think that's the final points that you that you need to find um so i don't have a proper answer for you more than having a a person, ideally uh, someone that really knows about the topic behind uh, that content uh, to to review and make sure that it actually makes sense for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I see that you are going to speak on Brighton SEO. My congratulations. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's the most well-known conference in SEO world. So can you unhide what you are going to share on this conference? Probably you can give some insights about your future speech, I think uh, some of my audience can be there and also interested to yeah. know more about that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully some of you guys can can make to Brighton and, and watch my talk. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, being a, an SEO product manager and how to think like a PM and get out of the SEO bubble. Um, I feel like a lot of what the, the SEO lingo uh, or the SEO terminology is around Things that are not necessarily important for the business. When you say uh, visibility or uh, you know sensor score, 
or keyword position, those things don't necessarily translate into, into business, into these are people that are interested in my product, uh, or those are people that actually, um, you know, fill the form and they are a good lead, or they are people that are actually buying the, the, the product and, you know, fully converting. So I want to present a, a different way to look at this. And those are things that I'm learning uh, as I work with PMs, part of their mentality and um, some of my struggles to get initiatives uh, out there uh, because I do have to pitch them to, to other uh, PMs and they do not buy a higher visibility or higher rankings. They want to know how many more people will, will be here and what is the expected conversion rate of these activities. Um, so I, I want to present uh, or I will present how to write a product requirements document. We're going to go step by step on how to do one. And if all goes well, I'm going to give a template uh, at the end as well so people can um, copy or inspire, get inspired by what I have and create their own initiatives with the same mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. And uh, I'm interested about uh, your role in Indeed. Can you tell what you actually do there and how you cooperate with other uh, uh, specialists? Because you mentioned a few times about uh, that you're part of the team and it's important to have united goals to any team. And I often see when uh, salespeople don't want to share some insights to give more data. And it's hard, especially SEO is not only to rent keyword positions. We need to bring sales. And uh, for me, I don't care about traffic if it doesn't sell. And I remember when I spoke once with a webmaster who lost 400,000 traffic, a lot of traffic, you know, it's hard to get this traffic, but he didn't lose any sales because uh, this traffic didn't uh, cover sales funnel, buying persona. So can you tell uh, your methods uh, how to unite with sales funnel and to communicate with your team uh, yeah anything about indeed and how you uh, decide this issue uh yeah so my on my day-to-day -day, i work with with an seo team and so i'm both part of the seo team and uh, and the product team um as i mentioned before i do have daily stand-ups with engineers and we work in sprint so i i, uh, I think everything starts again with the product requirements document that's where I proposed an idea and I refine all I want to do. Uh, you know, this document gets seen by other PMs, gets seen by my manager and engineers. So they will look at flaws and opportunities to improve things. And as uh, we sat on uh, a list of a, a group of, of uh, initiatives, then we start working on a roadmap and we release an MVP um, as as soon as we can, and we, we learn as things are going. So uh, once those things are built, so let's say if we have a, an internal link module that we uh, want to use for uh, get pages uh, indexed uh, quickly, or if you want to just you know increase traffic to, to those pages, um, um, you know, it's all, all it's gonna start with this document. And I think that's the moment where everything gets really clear because you will discover maybe with engineers that, oh, we can only store uh, a thousand pages on, on this list because reason A, B, and C. So if we want to do it more, we need to do some other improvements. So 
okay, let's start with the with the smaller one and and we go further uh, as as you know things start getting getting released, we can go into more tasks. As for conversions, uh, I, I work with a PM that is responsible for conversions. And I think everything has to go in the same direction, right? So um, we try to to accommodate for, for both strategies. So if we see that certain page types do have a higher conversion, uh, we will do more SEO initiatives to bring those pages um, higher on, on the SERPs. And at the same time, this PM is looking into how can we increase the conversions once people are on the page. So there's a common roadmap between uh, both teams and we essentially have to, uh, to work together because a, a, win, a win for one uh, is the win for, for everyone really. Mm -hmm. uh, do you divide responsibilities by pages? You know, if we are talking about Indeed, it's a big website with uh, 100 million traffic, a lot of traffic. I can't imagine, you know, how much traffic you have. Uh, I, I can uh, check out on HRS and I see plus 100 million traffic, a lot of traffic. So uh, can you tell uh, your responsibilities uh, to choose specific pages because, you know, if you promote website with 100 pages, it's not hard. Yeah, you can pay attention to the entire website. But if you have many pages, it takes time, you know, to choose priority. So tell how you divide responsibilities for specific pages. Yeah, so we will have different teams for different products and mm -hmm. products will have their own their own SEO teams as well. Um, and then things get a lot more manageable. Um, I look after some of our content products so I'm not on the day-to-day -day of our core um, uh, business, but I do a lot of things that will support the, the growing of uh, job search and, you know, essentially help people uh, get jobs. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Uh, you know, I think uh, if we are talking about Indeed, this website doesn't need link building, you know, in most cases, because big websites don't, don't need it because uh, authority is high and uh, it's well-known brand. But uh, can you tell, uh, if I'm wrong, uh, do you use any link building for Indeed uh, or PR or anything that can help to increase this extremely high authority? <laughs> there is PR happening from PR teams. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not involved with, with any of that. Okay. Uh, but we do see uh, all sorts of different pages getting picked up on sometimes um, university websites or, uh, you know, just getting picked up on, on the news and in, in different things. So it's not something that, uh, that I pursue, but we know that the, those links happen for other reasons than SEO. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Uh, I want to ask about your experience. I found that we usually get high results with clients who understand SEO. So if they understand, we can speak one language to achieve results. We know, we know why we need to create high quality content, what kind of content to create, why it's important to think more about uh, traffic value than uh, getting more traffic. And uh, can you tell, let's imagine you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, you are still in Brazil, you know, forget about <laughs> uh, your other experience. So what will you do today if you start from scratch? 
Uh, one thing that I did before I became an SEO and I didn't know I was doing SEO was to start my own website. Mm-hmm. So uh, not Brazil, but the first place that I moved uh, out of Brazil was Argentina. And I knew how to make websites in WordPress. Uh, not a developer, but you know, knew how to set up a server and, and install a WordPress and pick a template. And I started a website about the, the things that I was that I had to learn as a Brazilian moving to Argentina. So things like how do you get your public transport card? How do you get your uh, social security number? Uh, how to find a job? How to find a house? All the struggles that you have when you move to a new country. And after a while, the website was there. I was happy that I knew how to buy my own domain and all those, those things that not a lot of people knew uh, 12 years ago, or at least not like today. And a few months later, um, I think I discovered Search Console and they just added there because, you know, we will install it. Uh, I think I read somewhere about it. And a while later, I got my first job in SEO. And as I was going through my first week reading uh, the Moss uh, uh, guide to, to SEO and realizing that I was already doing some of these things, uh, it was very interesting to have data that it was uh, not from a client. It was actually for things that I was writing because I could just go and make changes uh, at any time, right? So if I see that I started appearing about uh, uh, searches about the nightclubs, like, okay, I can write about the, a nightclub in this uh, neighborhood and this other one, this other one, because I've been to them and you know, there's really not a lot of information about that in, in Portuguese, but you do have a good demand of uh, Brazilians that go on holidays to Argentina. So uh, I, you know, starting your own website, I think it's very nice on an area that you're passionate about, not really thinking about uh, SEO per se, uh, because if maybe if I was just thinking about keywords, I would not have written about the things that I knew about and the things that I liked. And they performed really well, um, I think, because I've, you know, I, I managed to write long form content without thinking about words, without getting bored about it. And I was really proud of every page that I was putting out there. So do start a website on something that you're passionate about, um, break the website, uh, add structured data, try different plugins, try to make changes. Uh, I had many times that friends came to save me because I deleted a WordPress installation or I spent uh, hours and hours trying to add a, a HTTPS uh, on the websites that I, I think even had to buy uh, back in the days and I completely broke the website and had to beg for a friend to, <laughs> to solve yeah. the problem for me because I definitely didn't know how to fix it. But learning how to do those things did help me a lot to estimate uh, the size of a work even when I'm dealing with clients now, right? So I know that, okay, we can just change a few, uh, add a couple of paragraphs on an article if it already talks about that topic. I've I've seen, I've done it. I'm not just following, saying that because I read somewhere, but I, I spent enough time on the passion project testing those things myself. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more uh, because practice makes miracles. I can read a hundred books, how to play soccer. I can read a thousand articles, how to play soccer. Listen, 
thousand podcasts how to play soccer, but I can't compete with players who play soccer. <laughs> you know, so you got to kick the ball. Yeah, I think Leo Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, many others prefer to kick a ball. 10,000 times a day than <laughs> to read a new article how to play soccer. It's the same with SEO. Yeah. yeah. You need to and make think, your... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I, I think the, to, to keep on this analogy, I think like the having the experience as close as possible to the real world, it's really important as well, right? So um, when I go to the stadium to watch uh, my team, Palmeiras, uh, back in Brazil... I think it's the moment that uh, you have a dimension of the pressure that the players uh, might feel. Like you have 50,000 people that are doing nothing yeah. but looking at you and they are always screaming on your favor or they're screaming against you. And, you know, I, I'm thinking now, like uh, I spoke in events for 300, 400 people and it was exciting but scary at the same time. I cannot imagine what is the pressure of 40,000 people that are looking at you. And depending where you are, all of them want you to fail. And, you know, a lot of times you manage to deal with that stress and you beat all of these people uh, and win a match, even when you're playing away. Um, but that only comes with experience, right? So if, if I go to the stadium tomorrow and I love football, but I suck at it and I will... I will play even worse than what I would play uh, if I'm just on a back garden or kicking a ball with a friend because of the pressure. So if you've done things with your website and you start getting maybe smaller clients and things keep growing, um, you're going to get uh, less scared and more confident about the, the bigger challenge that will come towards you. Yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine this pressure. You know, I remember when Leo Messi uh, decided to quit in national team, then all nation ask him, please get back. Because before that, all nation uh, blamed him because he couldn't hit the goal in the final. And But when they got it, uh, that Leo Messi quit, wow, what they can do without him? How they can win <laughs> this World Cup? And we can see today. He won this World Cup with Argentina. So, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone, I, even, even me as a Brazilian, wanted to win to him this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's talk about um, uh, mistakes. You know, you mentioned about failure. Uh, I think failing is part of the process. I, I fail a lot, many times. And I like that you mentioned about passion. You need to create a website where you are passionate about and yeah i remember uh when i started this project uh like five years ago uh, even more yeah like seven years ago yeah but i i found the gap in the market i decided to hire a team of specialists i invested a lot of money resources but after three years i quit i gave up because i got it it's not my passion i hated monday i loved friday and uh, yeah it's the best way what you can do just leave and for me that's okay if you give up because of uh, wrong choice before you know and uh, i remember neil patel shared the same experience when he decided to buy a domain about poker because he found that he can rent this website to earn money but he didn't know anything about poker he didn't play poker he was passionate about marketing and yeah 
he quit as well. That's okay. That's normal. And uh, uh, I want to ask about mistakes. You know, uh, I think some mistakes we can't avoid. We need to do it. For example, I started PR campaigns. I wrote a bunch of press releases. Uh, I pitched them and got zero mentions, zero results. But I learned how it works. I learned the process. And then I hired a team of specialists who can write press releases. I hired a team of people who could, can pitch them to the right journalists. And we got mentioned on CNN, uh, Forbes, many other websites because of having the right process. Uh, but I want to know about mistakes that we can avoid. Can you list mistakes that marketers, uh, webmasters still do and your tips how to find another way? Yes. Okay. So that's a, it's a very interesting question. And if you like, I, I need to think a minute uh, about. <laughs> so I think there are a lot of little mistakes that we might commit on the day to day. Um, so even today I was writing a, a ticket for something we want to release. And the first thing in the morning, the engineer starts his the working hours in the US and he's like, oh, this, these are actually two tickets you had to break down. And he already did it for me. So I can see them over time, over the last year and a half, my tickets would be a lot more simple and would require a lot more questions from them. So I started paying attention on what are the mistakes that I'm committing. <clears throat> but if you look at mistakes that uh, I think people uh, keep committing over and over, uh, it might be maybe believing some, some myths uh, in SEO and not testing those things themselves. So you can actually manage and understand if it has an impact or if it doesn't. Um, one thing that is a bit of a rent, it's not really SEO, but it's digital marketing. I cannot look at another post that compares King Charles versus Ozzy Osbourne and saying that they are completely different personas. And they say, oh, same age, they both live in a castle, they go to holidays in the same place. And I keep looking at that post over and over and I cannot see that thing anymore um, because despite one being a king and one being um, a crazy uh, uh, rock and roll uh, musician, I don't think they're that different on, on that point, right? They both want the best medical care. They both travel first class. They both eat in the best restaurants. So they have a lot of things in common other than what they do for life that is very different, but they probably go to the same social events, the same uh, charities uh, and might bump each other in the restaurant. So um, it's not a, a, a mistake that a lot of people can, can avoid, but only the people that keep writing that post over and over as something new. Um, I'm trying to think things that people keep committing uh, mistakes that happen all the time. Uh, probably not spending enough time reading about the business you are promoting. Um, yeah. If you work in an agency, you probably don't have uh, a lot of time and you might just end up doing a lot of things too quickly. And maybe you have to look back. Uh, I remember um, putting a, a, a working with hotels and, and seeing a colleague putting together a list of keywords and say, oh, okay, this is the opportunity. And quickly realizing, okay, we need to look at the SERP results because we're not going to rank for our hotels in London because all the top 10 results are, um, are travel agencies. So if you are just one hotel, that keyword does not belong to you. 
you need to be a bit more niche. Maybe you appear in the local pack. Maybe there are different ways, but that plain list of keywords, uh, that's not going to work. You're never going to rank for hotels in London if you're just one hotel because all the results are different. So maybe doing some, some more of that analysis, what type of page is ranking, what kind of experience is delivered on, on that page. Um, those are very interesting things that you can that you can do. Uh, maybe read a bit of the, Ad Team Rush has a split test tool, uh, an ABSEO uh, test tool and Search Pilot has uh, one as well. And they do a lot of case studies that will test different thing, things in content. I, I saw one recently that it was about, they added a table of, uh, I think, pros accounts on, on a page and on a group of pages. And then those pages started ranking really well. And, and that's not something that necessarily you would look as an SEO and say, oh, let's put a table here. It's not really about putting a table. It's about the, the comparison that you give and Google somehow found a way to understand that information, digest as uh, this is relevant for users. Maybe if you already had that written on the content, but because it's structured in a different way, uh, it has a different impact. So reading, uh, uh, studying the SERPs a bit more and spending more time looking at your client's website uh, from the user perspective and not just from the business perspective. Um, and I remember doing this and getting very annoyed. Uh, I'm looking now for someone to do some uh, uh, work in my house. And you get those long descriptions about uh, how great they are and uh, you know things that are not really about, uh, okay, I want to understand uh, how much it costs to sand all the floor in my house and, and make it pretty. So I don't care about the, you know, all the different areas that you, that you attend or like, you know, that kind of that SEO copy that shows up from time to time. So, you know, put yourself on, on the other side and see if that page is good enough to convert. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I have the final question about the topic that I can't ignore. Sorry for that. But AI is a hot topic. It's not, uh, probably it's not trend. It's a regular tool today. So yeah, uh, I wanna ask you how Indeed can adapt AI. You know, it's interesting. I spoke with Jeff Coyle and he told me in the future, we will have three companies. The first company will develop AI. The second company will implement and the third will be obsolete who can leave the trade. And I think websites like Indeed, <laughs> they adopt AI a lot. So tell your methods how to adopt AI and any tips how other companies can do it. Yes, so uh, I'm probably not in a position to give you um, a lot of details uh, about any AI use. We do use it uh, in different levels. And I think that's, how far I can I can go? Uh, but I do use on on my day to day on to do a few boring tests uh, to me. So mm -hmm. um, I'm using to let's say I'm giving a structured data that is is not uh, loading perfectly or it has two separate elements. I will provide the data and say, hey, can you you know merge those two and have just one one piece for me? Or uh, if there's something broken here, uh, I had. Recently, a list of anchor tags and a list of URLs that I needed to put in a format uh, on a JSON format. And 
just going on on a on a sheet or on a or on a document and adding quote quote and comma for hundreds of um, lines would take me ages, and it took me five seconds. I you know managed to do that maybe half an hour before triage, and the ticket was there in time and it was done on time. So I think it's about how you use it. Uh, there's no way to escape it. Uh, I I have my own rants about it, and I've seen some other people having their rants. They are valid, but I think at this point is uh, are you or you join the game or not on the game. So I, uh, I'm i on the same opinion uh, as you. We have to take advantage of what's in here and uh, use it uh, the best way we can. So find uh, you know the places that, that it worked for you, learn how to refine your queries and you know get, get everything that, that you can uh, and keep looking, making sure that the information makes sense. Uh, I think it will take a long time for me to just blindly trust and probably should never blindly trust on what's coming up back because it's it's very easy to trick it and mm -hmm. say, oh, this was wrong. Oh, yeah, this was actually wrong. And it just gives you something back. Um, understand a bit of how it works, right? Because it's not, it doesn't really know what is correct or what is not correct. It's, um, it's trying to guess what are the potential next words that will come one after the other. So it's just trained on what people wrote before. So if there's a lot of misinformation about a topic, the AI will just say more about that same misinformation. Nice, nice. Awesome, awesome. Love it, valuable. It's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. I'm looking for highlights from uh, Brighton SEO. Interesting, I will share with my audience. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yeah, so you can see my handle on the screen. Uh, that's my handle on Twitter. Um, I wasn't tried, but got blocked. But it's my uh, full name, Gustavo Peloja. You can follow me there as well. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I hang between Twitter and LinkedIn. Depends what's going on in one or another. Uh, I, I bounce between two, but you can find me in both places. Um, I do write about SEO product management, management from time to time on my website, which is pelogia.it. Uh, I have an Italian background, and IT is just information technology. That's why I picked this domain, which now I keep thinking, should I change to .com and make it rank better? But uh, there will be a, a separate conversation for another day. <laughs> Got it. Nice, nice. Awesome. Guys, you can find links to uh, all mentioned resources in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Love it. Valuable. Welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights. It's awesome. My audience loves value. I love value as well. I'm student on this life. Keep learning every single day. Uh, looking for these highlights. Of course, I, I will share uh, on my LinkedIn and other social media. And thanks a lot, guys, for listening and watching us. No, thank you. And thank you, uh, uh, everyone who is uh, watching or, or listening uh, live or a recording on the podcast later. Uh, get in touch if I can help you with anything. Uh, I'm also a mentor on Growth Mentor, uh, growthmentor.com. Uh, you have to be a member, but the sessions with me and with a lot of people are free. Uh, a lot of other people are free. So you are welcome to join us. Uh, and, you know, if you want a one-on-one -on -one session with me to talk about um, strategy or things that uh, 
that you are doing your challenge that you have uh i'll be glad to help okay guys love you see you thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in apple spotify google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift we'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts